And then, but we're going to talk before we go into submission. We're really going to pick on a little bit of those that are in authority. Because those that are in authority have some obligation rules they have to do too. So what's the objective of Minister Lathan and I? So we got three objectives, right? We got you to understand the benefit of submission. We got you to understand, uh, to help you better understand submission and to align those in authority what their responsibilities are. Because even though we have, we have to get into the submission, we're going to get there. It's going to be plain and clear. And we're going to talk about all the different, what if he don't treat me right? What if he beat me? What if they're, what if they're not treating me right? What the Bible says about that? What the Bible says about this? And we'll get there, but I want you to understand, it's hard to surrender. Why it's so hard to surrender? Why? Because we've got to surrender our will and our control. That's the hardest thing of it when I've got to give up my will and my control. But you, will, but you can't submit. Because if somebody put a gun to your head, you quickly submit. So it's not that we can't submit. What we found out is what he talked about, we don't like to voluntarily submit. So we went through basic training. We submitted quickly. You see where I'm going? So it's not a problem do we know how to submit. The problem is do we want to submit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you look at this, you look at 1 Peter 3 and 7. We won't stay there long. I'm not going to turn it up yet because I don't want that to be the background scripture tonight. Uh, uh, and Mark, you just threw that one up there on me, huh? Oh, we're going there already? Not yet. Uh, you can keep it there, but we, don't, we won't go there yet, Marcus. But I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you know when to go. But what I want you to focus on as, as we look at this is the understanding, understanding of 1 Peter 3 and 7, 1 and 7 is really not the major marriage scriptures. Okay, so even we there, you really want to focus more on Ephesians 5, 21 through 31, for Paul totally breaks it down. First Peter 3, 1 and 7, it talks about marriage, but he talks about marriage from a concept of what's going on in that chapter. So what's going on in that chapter? Let's do a little Bible 101. So we know first Peter, Peter is talking, Kim Wanda, about the church, Christian being persecuted. So during that time, Kim Wanda, watch this. Sometime, Kim, when they were married, if the man was saved, Kim, the whole household was saved back then. But if a woman got saved, he is telling the woman, even though you are saved, you still got to listen to him. Because we're about to go on the persecution. And he's telling them quickly about that. Same thing with husband, same thing with mouth, same thing with serving, master and serving, bosses. So the whole mindset of that was Peter, there was already, there was already under Nero control. Peter was telling them quickly we're being persecuted. We got to work together. It's almost like Beth, that you and Lathan, you and Lathan get ready to get in a crisis. Lathan don't have time to tell you everything. He said, honey, we need to do this, 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 and this, and this. If he didn't tell you that, everybody, you'll say, what, what are we doing? There has to be. But what you'll find out when I get deeper into marriage is, just because you're the head, you, sometimes you need to delegate. Because the person you're helping me is a lot better than you are at it. And that's what I'm going to teach you the more important is, when to delegate, understand, but when you delegate, you have not lost responsibility. Just so when your, if your wife mess up or your coworker or your subordinate screw up, you can't say they did it. You still got to own it. You see where I'm going? So we're going to talk about that later on and we're not there yet. So let's go ahead and look at some things about submission that we want to know. Uh, 
because of sin, we know it's not natural to submit. We already know because of sin, it's not natural to submit. It's just hard. It's hard because your flesh don't want to die. Your flesh don't want to do what we want to do. We, it's hard. It's hard to submit to the scriptures because we fight it. The Bible said we're at war. The spirit and the flesh is always at war with one another. Because it's hard. It's not natural to do that. You know, when we get older, we tell our kids to kids do that, but we say we're grown. That we, tell, that we typically do. We say we're grown. So basically we're saying what? That nobody can tell us what to do. Right? So, so let's talk about some things about total people in authority, Latham. So let's look at a few. Then we're going to drop right into submission. And I told you about 35, 40 minutes, we're going to take your question. Uh, see, authority figures, Major, actually, Major, they have more responsibility because they have to set their example about submitting. So authority can't say, do as I say, but not as I do. They actually have to set the example. So Robert, even your home, Robert, you know you still have to set the example for your kids. You know you have to do the right thing for your kids. You cannot have it two ways. But watch this, watch this get interesting when we start talking about home. So in my home, a little bit, so in my home, I may be head of my home and because Bible things, and we don't, Lynn, I don't use those words well, but I have delegated the, the taking care of the home to Lynn. So watch what happened now, because Lynn a better cleaner than I am. Lynn tasked me to clean. Because it won't be clean at Lynn's standards and not my standards. I could very well say, oh no, that's your job. No, when I delegated certain roles, go back to the roles, when I delegated certain roles, I delegated her responsibility and I say, I'm gonna be a servant I'm going to be a servant to you because I got to show submission. Tell me what I got to clean up. So when we act that way, the other person went time to submit. They say, I don't have a problem submitting because they submitted. Am I right, Adrian? Am I right? You see already the person in authority, the Bible said they have to be what you call servant leaders. Anybody in authority have to be willing to serve first. They can't be in authority. They're not willing to serve. And the, what do we get in Ephesians 5, 21, where a husband got to die for their wife and die to self? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you I don't think we're going to have all them questions that we think we have once we understand the role of submission. And then, and then if you're going to, as a leader, you got to put followers in a position to succeed. You can't throw them out there and put them in a position where it make it hard for them to succeed. So Beth, in your home, if, if you want your home, you want your husband to be just as nice as he can to you so you can succeed in your role. But if he meets, I'm only talking to Christians. World's different. We'll have a conversation on the world. But for Christians in here and Christians online, you want to always be in a, put your purse, put, that, put everyone that, underneath you in a position to succeed. And then what you want to do, And understand you must have a vision. See, a lot of times women don't submit or men don't submit or whoever don't submit, even on a job, because no one has a vision. Where are we going? Habakkuk 2 and 2 say, write the vision, make it plain, so people can run with it. 
So what you should be doing, what we should be doing, and we're not into marriage class, we was our marriage class, I would tell the marriage class, say every Sunday, have a Sunday meeting with your loved one. Like you have a staff meeting at work, Robert Daniels. And when Robert Daniels have a staff week at work, Robert Daniels say, here's the vision for this week. Here's what we got to get done for this week. Hey, I need you to do this. Aaron, hey, I need you to do that. I need you to do that. Who doing that? Same thing should be happening at home. Whenever you want to have it. But Robert Daniel, if Adrian get too loud, you may need to have it at McDonald's. But you should have a meeting. So you should have a meeting with your husband and wife first. Or your cinema, and then you should bring them two, them, them great, the one for kids right there in the middle. Then you say, let's go have our meeting. Then let's bring all the kids in. You see how I'm saying? Write the vision, make it plain. So let's make it simple. Robert Daniel, I'm just pick on Robert. I haven't seen my brother. I love him so much. So, so Robert vision for the family. A vision can't be this. We're gonna say thousands. We're gonna be rich next year. We're gonna be happy next year. We're going to be in love next year. We're going to just have the perfect family next year. You say, that sounds like a vision. No. A vision has to be something that's measurable and more specific. And anytime a vision is very vague and don't have goals to it, there's no vision. And guess what? A vision, vision changes from year to year or month to month. But a vision, but imagine, let's make so, I'll go back to Rob. Rob Dancer, age was starting New Year, said, this year, this year, boo, we're going to save a $10,000. And Adrian going to say, how are we going to do this? Wipe this vision. How are we going to do that? And Rob going to say, we're going to stop doing this. We're going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. See the vision? And we don't have to go out so much because I'm going to love you more. And you don't have to buy clothes because you're upset because I'm going to treat you better. You see, you see the vision? Anytime a vision is very vague with no goals and vague around a long time, it's not a vision. That's a bumper sticker. So now as we get into it, you say, and you say, okay, I agree to it, I communicate to it, and I understand what I got to do. Follow me, Adrian. A lot of times you don't know what you have to do because no one, because no one, no one never communicated what's the plan. And when no one communicates what the vision is, people have a hard time submitting because they don't know what they're submitting to. What's the target? What's the goal? Where are we going? Why are we doing it? So that's how we're going to start getting to where you get, where your authority figure is that you, and another thing is, you must hear from God. So I told you, man, they're going to get deeper with the men. You must hear from God. See, that's a role in men that I'm talking about. So men got a leadership role, but also men have a prophetic and a priest role. Mm -hmm. And so when we start getting deeper into this whole marriage in Ephesians 5, 21, we're going to talk about it a little bit. But so as you start to see that, if you started now, no matter what happened, Robert labored for the Lord. He fasted and prayed, whatever he labored for the Lord. And God said, this is what I want you to do this year. We're going to help the homes every week. Robert heard, Robert went to his wife and said, baby, God told me this. Adrian, may say, Adrian will say, God told you that. What you going to say, Adrian? I'm in. Right? If, you, if that young man say, God told you that, what you going to say? I'm in.
Because where did he get it from? Total authority. You see what I'm saying? Came direct from total authority. But how do you say, right now, how do we get all, how do we get there? We're going to talk about how you get there and how you understand that. Another thing is, we always talk about uh, must look to earn respect. We talk about that, right? Must look to earn respect. But actually, if you submit a leader and you love that, and you love, and you serve with love, and you serve as a servant and be humble, respect automatically comes. It automatically comes. It all, you don't have to go say, I'm the man, I'm the king, I'm the boss, I'm going to do all you want to say all that, I'm the man of my house. It automatically helps. Am I right, women? It's already happened, right? It automatically happens. You, we ain't even there yet. <laughs> we ain't even there yet. We just got to serve. We haven't gone yet. We haven't gotten to scriptures yet. Wow. Okay. So some, let's talk about some errors people from authority make mistakes with. One thing error people make is they put their personal goal above the mission of the home, of the job. They become so self-centered. And this is what Christians made. We know the world is going to be self-centered. We already know that I got a worldly boss. We already know they're going to be self-centered. But if you're a Christian, sometimes we put our goals, our priorities above. Even though we know that the Bible says when you love, you give. Love gives, lust gets. If you love, you give. If you lust, you get. You feel me? So when lust is selfish, love is unselfish. So another one to talk about is, and this one's hard, is sometimes leaders worry about what the family think than what God thinks. So we make sacrifices sometimes because we want to be liked. But in actuality, women, your employee don't want you to be liked. They, don't, they just want you to do what God said because you're undercovering. So Aaron say, honey, I, this is what I want, but you better do what God said because I'm going to be cursed if you don't do what God said. You see where I'm going? So women, I'm going to encourage you, those in marriage, you want to, we're going to talk deeper, how do you get your husband, how do you get your man, how do you get your leader to say, listen, man, we got to sit down and listen to what God said. We gotta have some worship time. We gotta have some family time. We gotta have that. And Lynn and I do something that we share with Lynn. So God convicted me. What did I start teaching? Because Lynn also said, You teach everybody else, but you never teach me. And Ephesians 5 25 says I should be teaching her. And uh, so we made a commitment that I would read a, that we would read a chapter a night together. And then if, if, if I had time in the morning, but she sleep, she, we don't, we would read a chapter, the same chapter in the morning together. Because the best thing a man can do is read the word with a woman. Can I get an amen, women? Can I get an amen, women? Amen. See? See? We making this harder than what it really is. Right? Okay. I, I got women on my side right now. I don't know. I'll get them later. later. You don't have to worry about it. I'll, I'll get them later. <laughs> so... Oftentimes, last time, why we struggle from a leadership because we operate in the flesh more than we operate in the spirit. 
because we operate in the flesh more than we operate in the spirit. And so when we operate in the flesh, we retaliate in the flesh. And actually, the Bible said in Ephesians 5, 24, Beth, it says that man should sanctify their wives. So what he's saying there, brothers, he's saying in Ephesians, we're going to go there deeper, he said, man, if your wife do something wrong or say something wrong, you sanctify her and you continue to correct her gently through the word of God. You do not go back at her because she may have said, and vice versa, we already know, men, we cannot talk to our wives any kind of way. I told you, women liking this, but already, already liking it. All right, so let's go back a little bit. Now we're getting submission. Ladies, you got to write that time for me. What time I got? I got, because I'm going to stop and take questions. And we won't get through everything tonight. We'll get through, but we'll take questions tonight because I know some people are itching to give us questions. Uh, can't wait to give us questions. Uh, what I want to focus on now is why is submission necessary? Why is submission necessary? If you look at it from a church perspective, it is fulfill the kingdom and the, and the church mission. It is designed, what Layton talked earlier, Major, is structure and design that there be leaders in church uh, to fulfill the church mission. It's all about Layton talked about having order and structure. If you look at it from um, uh, to establish responsibility. But more important, I love this, Layton, to give God glory. See, when you give God glory, God go, wow. It's not saying, oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. No, he wanted to be able to say, the angel wasn't going to say, wow. He wanted to be able to say, that's glory, when they can go, wow. You see where I'm going? He ain't glory when you say, oh, glory, 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 glory. No, that's, no. To get glory... Our orange give me glory, but he had to go through the pressure of me squeezing the juice and getting it. A fruit, orange, anything I, if I, if I got to squeeze it and press it and make it painful to him or it so I can get the juice out of it. See where I'm going? Submission is a thing. Let's talk about benefit of submission. God rewards humility. And we're going to talk in scripture. I'm just breaking down. God rewards humility. He said he would honor those. He would raise you up if you are humble. In fact, he said he would lift you up. And, 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 and submission has nothing, no more than being humble. So you don't have to be submission in a marriage. You can be submission in the store. You can be submission on the highway. You can be submission whatever. And the Bible even talks about that when we, go, when we confront authority and how we hide. Or when, we, when we see the Bible comes, we see the police officer. When we speed and see the police officer, we immediately go in fear. Could have caught us doing something wrong. The Bible said if we do everything right according to scripture. We don't have to worry about that. You see where I'm going? So then next point thing, next thing is the Bible say, God reward your faithfulness and your trust. When you're humble. Even from a perspective, wife, husband, God rewards that. And now we're going to get into the stuff. Then we're going to turn over the question. And I'll get into the scripture later. Because I know you got questions. This. When do we not submit? Because all the questions coming from. When do we not submit? And we got to give it open up. We got when it's not, when it's, we don't submit when it's a sin to do so. And that comes from Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira. When she submitted, 
but she sinned and she lied with her husband. You don't submit if your husband says we're going to cheat on the taxes. You don't submit if there's any sin that you want to conspire to do. You don't submit. You don't submit with your boss. When I go into a job, I tell my boss three things. I will never lie on you, I will never lie for you, and I will never lie with you. The first thing I tell them when we meet each other, the first thing, who are you? I said, tell who I am, but this is what I'm not going to do. Don't ask me to lie with you, don't allow me to lie for you, and don't ask me to lie on you. <laughs> I'm not going to do those three. Because I can't. Because why? Because we submit to who? Total authority, right? You got that. Okay. And we know... We already talked about it a little bit. When, some, when a person in authority is doing something illegal, and we're going to talk about other stuff on when is, not to, when is not a good time to submit. But I want to open up a question right now because I know they're just anxious to send us a question. So, Latham, let's get ready. And because uh, I got about, yeah, let's get ready. I'll take about five, we'll take about five, six questions and go for it. Anybody got one? No questions? What? Wow. Okay. All right, Mark, let's get into it then. Let's, Mark, let's go then. We're going to go to, Mark, let's go to Ephesians 521. We're going to jump right into marriage. Let's go Ephesians 521 through 28, Marcus. We can go there. We can stay there. Let's go ahead and break the scripture down then. It says, Adrian, you all get a question. If I get a question, I'll stop. Okay? Because I won't know. But I, I didn't think we were going to have a lot of them. In the same way, wives must submit the authority of, their, of your husband. And remember, so you got this now, right? Because it's delegate authority, right? And we understand what Peter's doing, right? I think you get this part. If someone refused to obey good, your godly lie will. If so, when you, even though you got an unsaved husband, remember the story I say during that time, if the wife was saved and the children were saved, they still had to obey. That's what we're talking about. But the whole house was saved, like the Philippian jailer, when he got his whole house saved, like, like uh, Cornelius, when the whole house got saved, then they didn't have this problem. But there are some problems, Kim Wanda, when the house is saved, when someone's up. But it's a bigger problem, why this major, when you have someone saved that, and the other person is a carnal Christian. See, it gets complex then, when you got a carnal Christian. See, this works, Kim, when everybody loves God like they say they're going to do. When everybody says they submit total to the total authority, see, it works. It only don't work if when we start getting canality out there and we want to find out, and we want to, and we say, no, we can't do that. But if you remember, total authority, you're not submitting to major. And it goes back to what I said. If I can't submit to a perfect God, do not expect me to submit to an imperfect man or an imperfect person. So I'm not going to have that argument. The argument is, can I submit to a perfect God? I'm not having an argument who's in charge and what that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So let's go to the next one, Marker. They say, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of your fans, hairstyle, especially your... This is important, right? Because women, you all like to look good. So it was funny yesterday with Lynn and I. You get a question. So Lynn and I went in. Lynn been told me a long time and I didn't get it done. So Lynn been wanting, we need to go get some glasses. We need to go get some glasses. So it was funny. I'm a cheapskate. And that went by no frame. And Lynn got hers after I came out, Robert Jackson. Robert, I said this. I said, I'm walking out of here, going to my car, going back to the job. 
because I don't even want to know how much they cost. Because I'm wise enough to know Lynn going to get her glasses that look good for Lynn. That one fight, I wasn't even trying to go there and deny. I said, tell them what it is. <laughs> I've learned over time because you all were, you have to because that's where you made. You are made to, for some reason, culture have made you decide that beauty is important to, you, to a woman. In fact, women look in the mirror and they're the chief critic themselves. They never look good enough because they stay in the mirror. They keep looking over and over again because they never, they just never feel they can get it right. They got to go back in again. They got to go back in. Well, a man just put it on, Ashley and all that and said, let's go. We good. That important to you. But that important to you. Can I give you a secret? That's not important to men. Watch what comes up late. See, all that beauty and this and that and that and that. What? The Bible knows what it's talking about. It's beautiful clothes, this and that. Let me tell you a secret. This is not important to men. Watch this. Go next. But you should close yourself with what? Instead with the beauty that comes from within, close yourself with the beauty that comes from within. Not the beauty that comes from outside. Now, men are not going to raise their hand, but they like that inner beauty. Go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, but, but I want to go back to your question, man, because I, I'm surprised nobody didn't answer that question. So, can we just go back to slide? Right sure. Now? Because when it says, uh, Mark, could you go back up one, one quick, go back to verse one and two? Right. Okay. In the same way, your wives submit the authority of your husband. So, so my question, Rodney. On behalf of the congregation, <laughs> what if the woman is the better leader? What if the woman is the better leader? She. What is well, she more qualified? Well, she she never she never lose. Got to go back to it. You never lose. You just trying to set me up. You never lose a role. They never lose their responsibility. You don't have any tough questions. He, a smart man, when we get in Ephesians, we're going to break this down a little bit more. But a smart man would delegate. I understand that. What am I told? He can delegate, but he never lose responsibility. So let's go even deeper. So see it as a yield sign, right? So I got an 18-wheeler brother coming down the road, and I got a Volkswagen coming down the road. The 18-wheeler is more powerful than that little Volkswagen. Because he's bigger and better, you would think the Volkswagen would yield to the 18-wheeler. The 18-wheeler has the yield sign. So he can't. See where I'm going? So even though they make more money, even though that, that does not take away the role of that. It does not make a man seem like he's powerful, though. He man got to be wise. We're going to talk about wisdom of men. Understand what Brother Latham said. What if what, if you got a woman or a help me, that super help me, you'll be a fool not to use the help me. Am I right, brothers? I don't see anybody know, hey, if she could do it better, let her do it better, right? And there's things they could do a lot better than we can, right? That's why you didn't tell your wife how to fix the house, how, how to decorate a house, because you know you can't, right? And you'd be crazy to try to, right? We've been there, haven't we? We're not going to win that one, are we? Amen. So let's go to the next book. I'm going to come back on him real quickly, real quickly. On that question, he said, 
he thinks he liked outer beauty first. No, I said. Like this, like this, like this. He liked outer beauty. If outer beauty was everything, a movie star would never get a divorce. Am I the only one? Like this, like this. Let me finish. Let me finish. If outer beauty was everything, like this. If outer beauty was everything, movie stars would never get a divorce. And we know they get divorced left and right. Watch this. What the scripture says. Watch what the scripture says. So you, you have to get in your life. This is you have to value that the scriptures know more than I know. If you don't prioritize your life that the scripture know more than I know, you're gonna walk by sight and not by faith. And let's go back to one major. Let's go back one down, Marcus. So watch this. So in this verse, watch this word right here. Me and I want to talk about. It. What's that word say? How you feel about that, man? You don't have to raise your hand. How, in what context do we use the quiet spirit? Whatever <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what did I tell you? Oh, what did Bible? What did it say? See, the Bible say a quiet spirit is what? Pressure who? It's selfishness, right? So why do we fight it? So what does quiet spirit mean? Quiet spirit, yeah. I'm just asking. A graceful, humble person. Oh, okay. And grace. And you know a person that has grace. Amen. And displays grace. Even though your husband, look at deep, even though I do stupid things, you don't have to call me stupid. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Lynn don't do that, but what I'm saying, even though I make a fool of myself, you don't have to call me a fool. See where I'm going? See where that, see where that graceful, quiet spirit? Go ahead. Hey, D. Uh, here you go. Yeah, right. I got Robert. Jack. Uh, uh. I thought you had a question. They got okay. a question online. Okay. I'll take that one first. I'll take that one first. You see it? But more important than what else, he said this is precious to God. Justice. Yes. It's probably feeling. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, she did. It's coming. Okay, great. What is humility? Slash, okay, she's online. Okay, what is humility slash submission? Submission. What is humility slash submission? They typically, they are typically, when you humble, it's a little bit different. When you're humble, you, humble is different from having pride. Proud, proud means you, you esteem yourself above others. Humility means that you put yourself below others, that you don't think so highly of yourself. Pride means that I think highly of myself. Pride say, if I, I can come to church late because it doesn't matter. Humility says, I want to get here because the spirit is here. Okay, so submission says what Latham said, that 
I'm going to put my pride aside and operate in humility. You got it, Adrian? I'm going to put my pride aside and operate in humility. I have the ability to be prideful on my job. I can blow up on my boss anytime. I can blow up on my husband anytime. I can blow up on anybody anytime. But I'm going hum- to put that aside to show humility. Any other questions? I have one comment. Sure. Um, they're going back to the beauty. They said the outer beauty matters. <laughs> and this is the word that they say, don't nobody want to be with an ugly person or a person that doesn't keep themselves up. Yeah, we know that. You're exactly right. But it matters, but it's not more precious, it's not more precious to God. Right? You see what I don't want you to do? I always want to remember what God says. Because no matter what I think, total authority rules. You got to get this. You got to get the kingdom rules. Sure. Yeah, because a lot of times, in addition to what you just said, that scripture is saying, hey, listen, a lot of times people put a lot more effort in yes. the outward piece. Yes. And they're not putting a lot of effort in on the transformation. That's it, lady. You're not saying don't have it. Yeah. He, not, he said, focus on this, too. Go ahead. Thank you, y'all. No problem. Yeah. Go ahead. Any other questions? Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Aaliyah. For humility, that's always been a hard definition for me to understand because people use humility and meekness, I guess, kind of like the same. But like for what I've understood it as, and I just, just please tell me if I'm right or wrong. But for what I've understood humility as so far is, I guess like if you have the power to do something, but you don't do it, I guess. Because I see, I yes. Yes. see so, oh, you, put, you put yourself lower than someone. That's like, but, but. She cut out. Aaliyah, I think you cut out. You can come back or you want me to continue? I can, can address it. So Aaliyah, most of the people put meekness as strength under control. Much I gave the example of a horse, a wild horse, or an elephant in a circus. An elephant have all the strength in the world to break from that chain from the circle. But he's been conditioned that he does. But that's not a good example for a horse, elephant, that way elephant conditioned. But the horse, let's go with, say with the wild horse, but the wild horse has. Like, like Latham has, Latham has, he has to control himself. Even though he got the strength to go off on someone, he got the strength to do this, he got the ability to do it, he doesn't do it. That's a meek mindset. Much like, much like with women, with women, Beth can go off on Lake Mall because she got the strength, she got the willpower, she got the ability, but she said, I'm going to be meek and not say anything about it. Humility is it's just what the Bible says. He said, raise you up 
from a humility, from a mindset that I don't think I'm worthy that only because of God, not look at me. Humility not focused on me. It more focused on, it more focused on how do I esteem others. So a humble person, you know a humble person when you see it. Most people know a humble person when they see a humble person because they never talking about them. They never worry about being in first place. They never worry about themselves. They just have a humble spirit. All right, any, Aaliyah, anybody else before we move? Got one? Okay, go ahead, sister. was talking about the beauty from the inside and was talking about beauty from other beauty, right? Yes. I always look at other beauty as, for instance, I was young, when I was my younger age and yes. hanging out, and you see a guy and he looked really like, yes. like wow. <laughs> and then he opened his mouth and all of a sudden he started looking so ugly. You know, you see one that you don't think very attractive. And then you stand there and you speak to that person, and that person has such a beautiful attitude and spirit that he starts to look real good all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, women. <laughs> but it's true. It, it's true. Because I feel like beauty, the beauty within, is it, what comes out it, and, and really show it, what it, you really look like. It, it's your character. What you dress in it, or what you walk with. It's, it's your character. I tell you, you hit on the head. So I. So I would tell people, date the, pers date the personality and not the person. Somebody got to catch that. Because the personality when you live with 24, personality when you got to deal with every day. The person going to change. They're going to get old. They're going to get old. This is going to happen. Or they may have some. So you always, for young people dating, date the personality and not the person. Because that person going to change. And, and when you date major, all of them been there. And men been there, and Latham been there, all of them. When you date the person, after a while, that, if you don't like that personality, you're not going to stay there. But you meet the person first. You meet the person first, and then you got to... You yes. Yes. You attract to the outer beauty first. Then what you meet first, and you forget about the personality, right, Major? No. <laughs> For a little while, right? All right, what question we got online? Okay. Well, if you got a question. Hey, well, hey, well. Can you hear me? I sure can. Hey, Pastor Ronnie. Hey. So can you give an example of submission in action in a marriage as far as a husband and wife um, on a regular basis? I sure, oh. can. I sure can. I'll do that right now. Marcus, let's go to Ephesians 5, 21 through, should be 5, 21 through 31. But I gave you 5, 21 through 38. This is a perfect example why to go from here. So you start talking about the roles. So we start talking about some of the roles and understand how this works. And we'll break it down. So Ephesians, first, first why, if you look at it, the Bible says in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter book about unity. The first three book chapter in Ephesians talks about how the Jews, how the Jews and the Gentiles, they are different. Okay. Then chapter 4 talk about being unity. Chapter 5 start talking about that. And 6 start talking about how we still should operate when we're different. And then we know we close Ephesians with Ephesians 6, 8, 6, 6 10 through 18 to talk about, the, talk about the, the arm of God. 
So we know why he said, in this whole mindset, if you go look at that chapter of the head, why, and start talking about all the things we should do. And then he get in this verse, Beth, he said, and further, submit one to another in respect to God. So the next verse is going to talk about the roles. So now, now why I have to start talking about how I submit to my role in marriage. And I won't go deeper in this class, but I, I, at the end, if we get a chance, I'll show you about 10 different roles that a man have and 10 different roles that a woman, woman have in my marriage biblically, right? So it says, for wives, this means submit to your husband, but they're going to submit to each other according to their role. Because we're going to start talking about the husband roles too. And then let's talk about a little bit with the wives, right? So they, it seems like the Bible always, at least them, always picked on wives, 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 right? Because at that point back then, we know wives was at a disadvantage. We knew they were at a disadvantage. We knew they couldn't, they wouldn't have access to read and everything. They were treated like property, uh, young lady. They were not, they could not get a job. They was, they didn't have any advantage over man. It was a male, it was a male world back then. So he all, and wives wouldn't get property teaching and all this. So he, he echoed, he echoed wives, then submit to your husband as the Lord. So we still focus on that one word, unity in this marriage, how two becomes one. So watch this. So now to understand how two becomes one, let's go. Next verse, Marcus. Twenty-three. Okay. So now he started. Paul started getting a metaphor on what a husband is—the head of the, his wife, as Christ the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. So we now know why this is important that men understand this. They said. Husband is the head of the wife at Christ's head, but more important, man, you say, I'm in the head. No, next part say, you are the savior of this body of the church. You are the key to the salvation of your family. All right, so, so we got that. So he needs to submit now because I don't know what that means. So I got to go get in his word. I got to go listen to Pastor Bo and I got to take it more serious. I got to write down. I got to ask questions. Because now I don't want to know what that means because that's a role I, what I have to do. Ephesians 5, 21 say what? I got to submit. So you got to submit to that role. Let's go next. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband and everything. So as the church submits to Christ, so you, but you say, oh man, well, look, why I got to do everything? Let's go to the next verse. Watch this. It is so much harder to love than it is to submit. Watch this. It says, for husband, this means love your wife just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life to the church. So why this, Lisa? That means, why I'm going to get there, that means that I have now to die to self for Lynn. I gotta die to my. I gotta die to my wants. I gotta die to my needs. My whole life gotta be because if if I do it way Jesus did, I gotta give up everything, my life, for Lynn. And women liking this, right? They liking this. Yes. So if I'm gonna die to self, remember I told you I had to be a servant leader. So now I have to die to my attitude. I gotta die to my behavior. I got to deny my flesh. I got to deny my bad attitude. I got to deny, die to my anger. I got to die to my procrastination. I got to die to all those things because Jesus gave up everything. You got to be careful when you get married. 
Go ahead. I got to get wide course. So go ahead, Lee. But why? Yeah. So, Lee, you get me there, but I got to go into because why want an example of how submission work in marriage? And what, why you going to find out when everybody starts doing their role, it, it's seamless. I don't really have to tell. You're not going to even have to tell. Nobody should even tell you, you know you got to submit. Nobody should even use that word, you know you got to submit. And we ain't even talking about the word yet. Oh, you got I got authority over your body. We ain't going there yet. We ain't going to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14, 7 through 14, 1 through 16 yet. Where it's talking, I got authority over your body. We're not even going there yet. Go ahead. Yeah, but I think well, why did she was asking not what she I'm sorry, no, no disrespect. But when she said example of submission for me, one of the biggest ones for me is I like things a certain way. Gene sees it another way. But if I bring somebody in, then he's offended, so I submit. But that submission that, to you. I'll go with that, Lee. But see, if he love you, he submit to the love of you, and that what drives the submission. Trust me, I know what the word says, but I don't want this in my house. Well, I know and what the word says. I'm not saying. Well, you got to tell me which one. I'm not saying he's the devil. Don't get me. I'm not telling you. I can't tell you what. But I'm just telling you, you can say, we can say the scriptures all day long, but when you got two people, two attitudes, two people. So, Yeah, so, so at least we got to ask the question, why we want, so at least let's go back to the, I love what you said. The Bible said that I love God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. If you do, do we have a problem? No, you don't, but okay. I love God, right? <laughs> <laughs> you you got to love that person that you live with but, as much as, uh, right, to know how you love God. Let's yeah. Yes, but what I'm saying, at least, we're not, what well, I want you to get the whole story when it comes to submission, we got to get to the point that we're going to die to self. When I started from the beginning. If you're not willing to die to self, we can have these conversations all day long on who's right, who's wrong. Well, no, but I think that's what Wally was asking. No, but in, 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 in your example, Lee, I think you did die to self. Yeah. Because you said, hey, listen, even though I prefer this way. You died. I got it. I got it, Lee. I got it. I got it. That's a good example, Lee. All right, I got you, Lee. That's a good example. So let's go another example with it, what Lee said. That's a good example of doing it. But let's talk about submission. Let's just talk about what, more with that submission in the family, because that's what you all want to know. Give me, uh, so a submission can be this. Uh, Lynn said, I want to go out of town this weekend. And I say, I don't want to go. So what do I always do? I'm always going to go back to what the scripture tells me to do. I'm not going back to what my emotions tell me to do. What the scripture tells me to do. Love my wife. Hmm. Unless I got a good reason. And we ain't even talking about dating yet, which I don't do well. <laughs> but see where I'm going? If you, don't, if you don't apply the scripture to it, We'll be in these conversations for the next 20 years. You got to go back and honor. The whole key to the whole thing is, with the whole church is, you got to get in the scriptures. Because the Bible gives you an answer for everything. It gives you the answer. You got to believe that. You got to believe there's an answer in the Bible. 
You can't believe on your own emotion. You can't believe that. What you should say, when you're going to argue, you say, what does the Bible say? Well, I got a question for you then. Uh, so, so, in love, are there disagreements? Oh, yeah, disagreements. Yeah, that's always disagreement in love because you got two imperfect people trying to two imperfect people trying to be one to glorify God. So in a disagreement, you still there is a way that you disagree. And when Lee's talk about her and Jean, it was a perfect example of a way that you disagree. But you got to disagree in a way, right? Let's talk. Let's talk communication and marriage. Is one. So in communication and marriage. All right, get him. Give him a mic. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. So with the one to go on the trip, the wife wanted to go on the trip, and the husband yeah. wasn't on board with it. What he concluded that he should go on board? No, it's been more to the story or not. No, you're not setting me up like that. It's more to that story than that. So, so the question is, let's go back to this, right? Let's go back to this. Have you established a bitch? Can you afford to go? Have you discussed it? All that other stuff goes into it. You trying to set me up and say yes. <laughs> and looking forward to the trip because I got an opportunity to see my sister and visit her as well. Uh, last minute, Fred decided that he didn't want to go. And I was meek and humble, and we ended up not going, but it was really so, disheartening. So, he, he didn't. <laughs> exactly. Hold on a minute now. Uh oh, uh oh. We got to look at this thing from, from, from the standpoint of. COVID still being out there, okay? So, <laughs> so my, my thing is this, I gotta, as a head, I gotta protect my family. So, you know, I gotta do what I think is best for the family, and I know that she had planned this to, to, to go, but, you know, with, 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 with the surgery and all, I'm like, no, we'll wait and go later. Cause it wasn't, a, it wasn't an issue that we had to go right now. <laughs> and I think, she wanted to go, but I think one of the biggest things was to go see her sister. Okay, so, uh, yeah. All right, so we, I, I hear where you're going, uh, Fred, and, uh, and rest with that. It's, it's always more to the story, right? And, uh, so the question is, Fred, if I was in a marriage class, I would say to this to you. I would say, have you gone visit your people? Yeah. Okay. And then you, then you understand, the Bible will say, study your wife. In First uh, Peter 3, 1 through 7, verse 7, said the Bible says, study your wife. And so then to get understanding so your prayers will get answered. And we'll talk deeper into that on how to get that understanding so your prayers can get answered, how you study your wife. You have two questions sure. online. First, you have Finley. I knew it. You have uh, Minister Ernestine. Watch Finley. Hello, Mr. Perry. How are you doing this afternoon? How are you doing, President? So just, just, just trying to say my speech, that's all. But, um, <laughs> so my, my, my question is, is along the lines of, what should a person who's, you know, who's, who's single, you know, it sounds sound like, you know, you're getting into your roles and all, but what should that person who's by themselves kind of look to be, be that submissive person? So, 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 so okay. Talking to us, I think that's what Ravita's saying. That okay. Okay. Well, the main, my main point is that you know we have, like for me, you know, the, the younger generation, you know, we we haven't seen somebody, you know, be submissive or whatnot. 
Oh, in, in our day to day life, once you become a grown adults, it's hard for us to not go. <laughs> hey, well, you're, it's like that's a good thing. But, but at the end of the day, we're like, okay, how do I go about doing that? So, my question is for that person who's by themselves, what are some, for one, some, one of some practical steps they can do for their own self reflection to know that, hey, I'm taking the right steps into being a, a submissive man or woman? Wow. Okay. All right. What technique? So you said don't. I don't see anybody. I'm not seeing about what do I need to be a submissive man or woman, be a head of man or woman, and so the proper step. Well, Finn, we always know the proper step always start first with the Word of God. We already we always know that, but that's not the answer you're just looking for. So what you do, Finn, we do a self examination of you, right? So self examination of you on the job. Let's take you on the job, Finn. So are you submissive? On, you don't have to answer the question. Are you submissive on your job to your boss? Or you submissive on the job to anybody in authority in your area. So you don't have to be married to understand the role of submission in it. So start looking at errors in your life are you, are you, are you submitting to and, and see from there. But you know, Phil, you and I talked already. You had a, you were dating. And you know, I told you I don't do, pre, I don't do marriage counseling. I told you I do pre-marriage, pre-marriage counseling. In fact, what that means is that don't go, when I counsel you, don't go get the wedding date, don't go get a dress, do none of that stuff, and let's do counseling first and determine do we want to set a date or do we want to get a ring. Don't go do it uh, because what happens, we know when you start, when you get the date and the dress, we're just going through the motion. We're just stamping it. So what happened, Finley, if you were dating and you were getting married, you were dating, I will come in if you ask me to, you and your young lady, and, I'll, and we have some things we'll talk about, and we'll talk a lot about these chapters, and then we'll go deeper in it from a marriage perspective. But bottom line, Finley, get back to it. You have to look at your everyday to day life. How do you treat your parents um, from that perspective? Do you honor your parents? Uh, do you honor those in authority? All, all that come under submission along with the scriptures. I could, Finley, I could go through all these scriptures and get them out of marriage and talk master and slave. I can talk any area you want to, and the principle's still alive, what God expects us to do in submission. Even when you got a bad boss, the Bible says we still should be, in a certain way, we still got to act. And, and so it's not just the fact that you have, it's submission in all different areas. Don't just tie it to marriage. Marriage is hard because you get, you get two trying to become one, and you get your intimacy involved in marriage, which we'll talk about later. And that would make marriage more complicated because it's two between one, and there's a lot of emotions in there and there's a lot of history in there. I can, my boss and I don't have to like each other because I don't have to live with him every day, but we do, but you see what I'm saying. But when marriage, you with that person 24 hours, with COVID, you like you're in 25 hours and you can't get, you can't get enough. Uh, so let's go back to why, anybody got any questions? I want to kind of tie why up. You gotta get to Ernstine. Okay, Ernstine, what you got Ernstine? Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, interesting topic. I, um, I guess my question is to both of the, to the teachers today is that if submission, we talk, we've talked this topic many times, okay, in my uh, less than, you know, 10 years or more of being at Striving, what are we doing to help our minds transition into this love that is really expressed in this chapter? Because so many times when we oh, talk man. about submission, okay. we go straight to the example <laughs> of women submitting to husbands. But how we submit to husbands that are not living for Christ or whatever, Amen. Amen. we do that 
from the fear of God. What are we doing? What are the two leaders here doing? What are we doing to help our men overcome those worldly impressions of how to treat a woman? Awesome. That is Oh, Lord, that's a Ernestine, that is a great question. I, I got to turn that question over the middle of the laser on that one. <laughs> what well, hey, first of all, I commend you because that's a great question, right? And that's one of the reasons, sir, Ernestine, that for me, this was a passionate discussion, right? I saw this one, and it just jumped off at the table. Because I believe that even in the church, the men misappropriate the term submit. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe that some of us, we, 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 we don't understand that term submission, and so we act as tyrants, even though we don't say we're acting as tyrants. Right? And so that's one of the, so, so to answer your question, in the past I can't say we really touched it. At least I can't. You know what I'm saying? But the goal to go forth in, in, in classes like this and in our men's group, hopefully we can tackle things like this. Yeah. Right? You know, because you're right, we, we always, we always, we always jump on this, you know, why do this, why do that. But brothers, you gotta do your part. You know what I mean? You got to do your part. And so and, and so because I I I I I I I I got to No, because I seen I've seen with my natural and my spiritual eyes, men take that, that scripture out of context. You yes. submit, cook. You submit, do this. You submit, do that. And that has nothing to do yeah. with the way God lined that piece up. Amen. And so, so Ernestine, I'm guilty. We, as far as a group of men, we, have, we haven't tapped that. Amen. So, so Ernie, no, no, but she, I think she still got something. Go ahead, Ernie. I only address one part, right? Did I address yeah. The so, uh, I just want to make sure we. we, we so, so Ernestine, uh, I think we're here to call uh, that that we probably need to have more. So, this is right. If I was doing it in a marriage, be honest with you, I was doing it, we would go deeper and we'll go we'll go get at the root of it. So I'm giving you beyond. I'm giving you a lot of surface stuff with marriage. If I would go deeper into it, it's always best to have the husband and wife in there together so you can get the true context of the, of the message uh, so you can understand it from that perspective and it open it up. And so that's something, you know, Lathan and I will look at afterwards, say, hey, we've got a task. And Minister Perry, uh, Brother Herbert Tom Thompson has a comment to Ernestine's question. Well, one of the things that are addressing uh, this topic, what we have seen, what, what what's given to my sight is, as the very beginning about submission, it's misunderstood in the sense is that open my eyes is looking at pretty much a, a rest of, uh, was it restoration that God's plan was for man because submission to a point where they did not obey man did not obey and then all of a sudden man is separated from, from god for first adam and so that separation in a sense then here comes the second adam christ giving us life back having us given our life back to god the very thing and at the same time 
is if you go back back to the garden you see where man and woman together where they both with sin came in then god gave a a a a, a command to a point where the woman posed to the a man posed to rule over woman now with that is pretty much to me was pretty much a curse in a sense because you can see what the results of all that has happened to us today to misunderstood what submission was all about when the second man when adam came in to restore because at the very beginning man and woman was joint error together joint error together is blessing now they had to be submitted back together where man now has to understand of their sinful nature given back to god now if you have that belief in there now you're going to be obedient you're going to submit to god not only submit to god then you're going to submit to the things that was divine order what god has shown us how to be a man and a woman is in marriage with that divine order it's success with that with what brothers given to us now you have more an understanding about submission to a point where men now have a responsibility to show his wife or his partner joint heirs and if he don't do that then he is cursing against god because god put the end into the order and did not performing that now if a man don't understand that to his partner today then there is an issue that he needs to know more about what god is if you don't have it in his heart, then we're going to see things that's not going to be fruitful. So my thing is, is what it is, the right way of submission. And then that right order, then everything will be set right. Amen. Amen. Ms. Marva. Um, the one thing I want to say, um, submission should be selflessness. Yes. It shouldn't be selfless. Exactly. It's accountability and it's a respect for the other person. Yes. You have to have respect for the other person. It should be a mutual and not like slavery. Yep. And it should not be where a woman is called to lose her voice. Nope. She should be able to voice her opinion at any time. And she should be able to be that Christian that God has called her to in the marriage to build up in love. Now, it should not be controlled. No. You cannot control someone. That's the one thing that we cannot do. If you control <laughs> someone, that means you don't love that person. Yeah, amen. If amen. You really control them, you exactly. They should, we women should have a voice. You exactly. And a lot of times in some marriages, women don't have a voice. Amen. The man is you. He's the head, and I know it's what the word says. God has put the man in control. Of, I mean, over the the woman, because God is in charge of the church. And then man is in charge you, of the woman. You got but God did not cause us to be a stumping block. Uh, no. For a man to go step over us and do what he wanted to do. Because in this world, in today's world, men want to do what they want to do. <laughs> they do exactly what they want to do. But when the woman comes and does something, it's a totally different thing. Oh. But we should be able to work. This is joint partnership. This is a partnership. This is not a man's work. Amen. You work together with one another. Amen. I can, I, I can 
wash another floor. I did the dishes. I clean, I cook and what have you. But he did his part to help. Wash the clothes. You got to work together with one another. If you want to have a successful marriage, you got to be able to submit to each other. Yep. Not just one person submit <laughs> and the other person not submit. Both of you have to learn how to submit as you submit unto God. Amen. You got some, Adrian? And you have a um, question from Walithia, and then Miss Ernestine has her hand raised again. Wow. Why? I just had a comment. I was going to just piggyback off Miss Marva. I think um, a lot of times the concepts that we pick up are what we saw growing up. Mm -hmm. um, the times have changed, and I can attest to that. My grandfather would work. And yes, my grandmother would have meals prepared for him when he came home. But in modern day times, both the man and the woman work. So I think we have to make sure that we adjust to the times. You know what I'm saying? If I've worked all day and he's worked all day, Jeremy's not going to expect me to come home and put a five-course meal on the table. Sometimes we may eat out. Sometimes um, I do feel, you know, I'm not as tired and I'll prepare a meal. But back then, it was different. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, the wives did stay at home. So that was what the men were accustomed to. And I think a lot of times, a lot of the old heads are still in that, in that mindset of, okay, she's supposed to have my dinner. Well, I'm not going to have your dinner if I worked all day. I'm going to try to prepare us something that we can eat and get some nourishment. But... We, if we both working, how is that? I mean, I'm tired and he's tired. How we gonna prepare meals? How I'm gonna prepare a full course meal? So <laughs> if answer that, I mean, if that's what y'all expecting, how is that fair? No, I don't think we're expecting that. I think what it is, again, I'm going to try to keep everything full of scriptures because you got to always go back to your love for God. See, everything flows. Right now, we focus on too much love for man. We're doing a horizontal relationship. We're not dealing with a vertical relationship. The only thing going to convict a man is God. If, if God does not convict a man, you can, we can talk, we can yell, we can do all we want to do. There's only one conviction. That's the only thing I could be a woman is the Holy Spirit. If you don't build, and this is what we're struggling with, if we don't build that vertical relationship, if we don't build that vertical relationship and let the Spirit tell you what to do because God does speak to you, he does talk to you, the mere fact that we have not built a vertical relationship, is that is one of the major reasons why we're talking horizontal. Go ahead. Uh, Minister Perry, um, and again, I wanted to just say is that when we come to Christ, we all come all messed up, all right? We come up with, and we're bringing in the world, we're bringing all of this into us one way, shape, or form. And what I'm saying is that we're not saying, I think you're right on point. Absolutely. If one, once we are vertical, when we doing what God is saying, and I'm saying, God, show me how for your love, I'm responding to my husband, how I'm responding to submitting here, submitting there. But my question back to you and to the leadership is, how do we help our men get over some of the scars of the victimization of black men through history? Because they shut down on us. They don't tell us some of the things that they're dealing with, and they need an outlet. Men are making up 
how they are living in their lives and they're tormented and their wife is over here trying to figure out or their girlfriend trying to figure out like, well, how can I help them? How can I help them? And there needs to be some real freedom for men because it wasn't just women that their daddy left men or uh, daddies left boys. Boys have been uh, raised by women. Boys have been raised by themselves while mama out there trying to work five jobs. We have to, we put so much on our men, but do we have something that's checking on our men? Okay, because their confidence level, driving while black is real in this world. Working while a, being a black man is real. And when he come home to us, we don't know how he's trying to make up just to be able to make a moment. So he making them about the house and the cleaning when he really might be hurting on the inside. And we have to free our brothers. What are we doing? What are we doing in that submission? Ernest, Ernestine, you're right on point. Uh, there is a there is a ministry to be had, and there is a something we need to look at and not just talk about. Is how do we get men to open up and get in those small circle groups, right? Uh, where men, because I, I said, why men don't talk, right? That's one of the book I, I work on. Why men don't talk, and uh, and she's right on point. A lot of the stuff we brought that we brought in, the emotional that men don't want, to, don't want to be transparent, that we don't want to be transparent and vulnerable. And we have to, and because we haven't, go back to what Lee said, and why in the rest, we push our issues of the past, of things we never did with, we, we push them out on someone else, especially the person that in a, in a, in a subordinate role. So Ernestine, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with you at all. There is a need, there is something that Lathan and I have to look at on how do we have those type conversations with the men? And not just having conversations, how do we go through the help and healing process of it, right, Major? And talk it all the way through and feel okay that, because women share, women talk, men don't talk. Go ahead, Fred. Someone, I'm sorry, Adrian, you had somebody for Fred. Go ahead. You go ahead. I, yeah, I agree with what uh, Sister Ernestine just said. But, but man, let's be honest, how many times have we you know, our wife walking around mad and we say, okay, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, so it, it works both ways. I it, mean, it, but, but, it, <laughs> it, I mean, sure, you know, it, you're it, walking it, around and you're wondering why you're walking around looking like this and it's, you tell me there's nothing so, wrong, but yet it's still look how you treat me and look how you're acting. Yeah, and, and that's why I told you, Fred, you was like, right, you get bigger into that. Hey, let's go to Ephesians 5, 25, Marcus. And let me show you, Fred, how do we respond to that. Go to Ephesians 5.25, Mark. There should be something, by the way, sanctifying the word, uh, where, we, where we look at that because, again, we respond for the household. And, where, and so we have to look at it from a point, Fred, that, we, that Christ is the head of the church. How do Christ respond when we act up? How does Christ respond when we act up? And when, when we, what we want Christ to do when we act up, what we want, man? Grace. That's why that metaphor is so interesting that men that like Christ love the church because we know she may have a bad day, a bad hair day or whatever. It, it, that's where it gets to the point, Fred, where we got to say, I'm going to be meek. I'm going to be humble because, again, it has to go back because if we get into flesh on flesh, we're going to lose. You're going to lose all day long. If you don't keep that thing spiritual, you, you're not going to win. And the enemy wants us to get flesh on flesh all the time. And so Fred, my answer that he got up there, so it says, uh, 
go to the next one, Marcus. Right here, verse 26. So he said, to make her holy, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleanse of God's word. So she had a back up to, Fred, now you go in with calm and you say, you know what? How do I get rid of the bad attitude? Bring a nice word to her. I mean, the word tells you what to do, right? See, see, see we making it hard because we won't do what the word say. We making it hard. Because the word tells you right there. Make, she, if she mad with you, what the word say? Go get my word. But if you're mad with me, let me know what I did so we can fix it. But if you keep telling me nothing wrong. She, Trump, I'll ask the young lady. If Fred came to you and he was mad with you and he came to you and said, honey, we need to go pray. What would you say? <laughs> you, you, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have go ahead, Will. Oh, me and young lady. Major, I don't know what time we have to get out. Okay, this will be the, just the last one. You've got to wrap it up. Okay, sir. I'll talk real quick because I, I kind of feel like we've gotten, uh, yeah. we gotten a kind of a twisted turn thing kind of going here, right? <laughs> it's all right. I, in the beginning of the lesson, and I, you know, I was catching it a little bit because my girls were jumping, moving around a lot. Total authority being God. Got it. Then authority was given to us as men. Us being men means we have specific responsibilities. Got it. Our wives also came with an amount of authority and responsibility. Yes. But that comes, but we as men know that we are supposed to stand in a specific gap yes. based on the responsibilities God gave us. The acknowledgement that brothers have problems to me, and this is not me biting at anybody, that's obvious. So we know that. But now I believe what you walked us through before you were given us, hey, as men, this is how you're supposed to do it. So I felt like the question was already getting answered to how are we going to fix the man? Yes. Because we have to submit one to another. I have to submit to Alana. Alana has to submit to me. And then we are both achieving the mission that the family was given. So it was in its proper context and in proper order. I do feel like you were given that. And I hope we all don't miss that because that's there's it. a structure in a way that that's, that it was set up. But my responsibilities as a man require me to do certain things. Now, for men, I would throw this out to us. If we walk outside, I would challenge us all to go back and look at what does the Bible say it, we it, should yeah. be as men. It, that's the answer. Because that will establish men. And then what does the Bible say that we should be, that ladies should be as women? That will establish the role. And then when we walk in that order together to the total authority, we will accomplish the mission that the family was supposed to do. But I, but understandably, we all, I, I forget which sister said it. I think it was Sister Lisa. Ernestine. We all came with problems yep. and baggage in the background, but I believe that you gave us the proper order and direction of where that baggage should stay. And now how we are supposed to submit one to another to achieve the mission of the family and then have that family bear fruit and then we don't have to be cut off and we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing moving forward. So I, 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 my challenge to everybody, just as a brother, is let's look up specifically what is a man exactly. and then what is a woman because I feel like you gave us the pathway 
to what we're supposed to do as men and then what we're supposed to do as women and, and how that role is supposed to operate. But I understand, like I, I tell everybody, Lana, sister will be all right if she walked away right now because she ain't with me for my money. Go ahead, bro. So she could, <laughs> she's going to be good. But I, I honor my wife in the manner that she honors me because she understands that to achieve the mission of the family, got we it. submit to one another. You got it. And she trusts me enough, like you said, as men having to hear from God and we having to walk as priests in our home and walk as men and do those you different can. things. So I hope everybody caught that, sir, because I was, I, I, I was getting that, I was grabbing that, I was feeding upon that. All that other stuff, like the specifics of how, we just got to read the word. What does the Bible say a man is? What does the Bible say a woman is? And then walk according to that proper order. And yeah. this, I feel like it's easy street. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I got a comment, and then you have a quick comment from Miss um, Robin online. It sounds good. The, the, you know, when you read the scripture and you read it line by line, it's, it seems like it's all tied up with a bow. But you do need those those. People have questions and they don't under, the scripture says it, but the, you're asking, well, what do you do in this scenario? You know, and sometimes you may not know what works, what's going to work for your household. And maybe what worked once upon a time in your household, as you grow and as you change, things change. You may not have to get back together and refocus and realign some things, but it's, it's not all tied up in a bow for some people. Just read the word, do what the words say, or this wouldn't be as hot of a topic as it is. Um, some people have questions as, hey, what if I don't want to have sex tonight? And, and that's all, and we got to go. But that's <laughs> you know, a, and we got to go, but Ms. Robin a, has a quick comment. That's a total, we can yeah. talk about that next week on that one. Great Ms. question. Robin? We kind of tied it up, uh, Will and Adrian, uh, and Rodney, you spoke to it in the beginning when you had the couple, the couple walk in lockstep and you said that um, someone has to be sub in order for the mission to go forward. And that's the whole point is that the family has a mission and husband and wife have to come together and decide what that mission is. And a marriage is like Adrian is alluding to is an organism and organisms change over time. So you have to spend time um, adjusting your mission statement so that the husband and wife know what their wives, what their roles should be from season to season so that they can stay uh, joined with each other. And, and uh, I think what my husband was trying to say earlier about the uh, God restoring us that when everyone is lined up and submissive to God, then we can easily, more easily, walk in the roles that he has brought us to. God gave man headship in the family, but he gave women management of the family. So if they get that mission statement together, then they both will uh, understand how to walk one with the other and how their family can complete their mission. And we can't forget also the fact that the world changed. No man doing stuff that women doing. 
It's gone all crazy. So nobody's doing what they need to do. <laughs> They're doing other roles that don't belong to them. And a lot of men, as much as I love my black men, they get good women that willing to do the work for them, and they don't appreciate it. But if they get a woman that treat them bad, that's what they <laughs> want. I don't get it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, go ahead bro. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, conclude this, uh, uh, this discussion. I really appreciate uh, Minister Perry facilitating. We appreciate all of you for joining on us. And we, and, and we got another week at least to, to, to uh, finish this one. So, again, we believe, you know, that, um, amen. So, so if, if you had some questions or comment that uh, you didn't get a chance to ask, um, please know that you will get to do so next week. And so, um, right now, I think we got some slides. Again, thank you for coming.